This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally, Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, 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 business storytellers. Let's go and have a great episode. Fist bump. Today, we want to talk about creating better audio for your storytelling. Now, here's the thing. I'm the first one to admit I used to record audio just with my iPhone. Sounded great at the time. Worked at the time. I was traveling. Then I just did it on my iPad. Now I got a microphone. Now I'm thinking about getting new microphones. But my point is audio matters. And you know what? If you didn't see my article recently, take a look. Short form audio is another thing that's now coming out there. I'm thinking of it as the TikTok for audio storytelling. Quite frankly, I think it has a ways to go because you have to scroll through it and you have to see, you know, but you can't see. If you like the content, you have to listen. And sometimes if they don't get to the point, it's kind of interesting. So Shane Salk is joining us today. He is a narrative audio producer, um, and he's going to talk to us about how do we create better audio? How do we make it sound better? How do we get to the point? How do we, when we have to, how do we become more relevant? And what the heck is a narrative audio producer? That's what I want to know. Shane, welcome to the show. Fill us in. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. Um, well, yeah, I do. I do narrative audio. I, I call them audio series. Um, okay. And basically what I do is take a full cast, full sound effects, musical scores. I make the HBO of audio storytelling. Um, so it's sort of like if you were watching Game of Thrones but it's just audio and it, it excites that part of the mind that you do when, you know, if you were reading a book or something like that, you see all these things in your head instead of having to always watch and, and visualize what somebody else is telling you. And it actually, there's scientific, you know, studies on this where sounds actually um, bring us more of an emotional connection to something much quicker than something necessarily seeing it. And I, I can give an example. If, if you're into musicals at all, a musical mm -hmm. just uses music and singing to make you feel quicker than a play would. It's cheating, oh. but they do it in, in with, with the audio because it, it brings out these emotions. So audio is incredibly important in our everyday life. And, and a lot of people just don't, really realize it because it's new well we don't realize it because i think it's just when it works well you know it's just we know it's there i think it was jody krangle when she was on the show she's an audio uh, voiceover artist and she said something about telephones you know the iphones they have sound effects but the phone doesn't need the sound effect it's for us right like we hear that something is going on um on the other line like the phone doesn't need that it's it's for the people yeah. Well, and, and actually there's, there's been, I've, I've read some articles and stuff about dogs and cats. Like they started using, you know, meows and, and stuff when humans started domesticating them, because that's how they could communicate. They don't need to, to talk to other cats. 
they know what they're doing. So it, it's interesting even in that aspect. It shows how much uh, we rely on these things that you're right. We don't even think about and notice. They don't need to meow to other cats because they just wrestle each other and throw each other around on <laughs> on the on on the tree. Oh, uh, I got two cats in this house. I'm surprised none of them are currently trying to jump in front of the camera. But anyways, um, so when we talk about you know audio, so when I look through TikTok, for example, or or really anything that's visual, first the decision I make, even though I don't really think about it, I say. Do I like what I'm seeing, right? Do I like the look? And I see that before I hear anything. And then the next step is, do I like what I'm hearing? Oh, this song is horrible. I don't like this song. Or this song is inappropriate, right? And I'm moving on. Right. And I think it's kind of, it's it's very similar when it comes to audio, right? I mean, it's like, if people can't listen to my voice, they will never come back to the show. Um, because I'm here every time, you know what I mean? Like we have yeah. different guests. So is that, that's a thing, right? It's important to sound, what's the right term? Likeable, human, friendly, or how do you think about that? You know, I would actually say, because if you start saying you have to sound likable, you have to sound like this, there's a radio sound, um, people get in their heads and you just sound like you. And that's, mm -hmm the honest thing. I think people want to hear people sounding honest and genuine. Uh, for somebody that telling a story on TikTok or, or um, YouTube or, or about their company or anything like that, the quality of audio, I think, is actually way more important um, than you trying to change the way you physically sound. Because A, it shows, you know, when somebody, especially now, there's so many, you, you can get inexpensive microphones you can get inexpensive this and that but somebody doesn't want to have to like look you know kind of focus through all the crackling and the and the cruddy sound quality people because they can go to the next video right away they people are always looking for a reason to go to the next thing um and bad sound quality is a, is a is is important i mean if you go see i've been to many film festivals uh i i produce shorts i produce features we, we we make those things and the number one thing that will turn me off right away is bad sound the camera could be cruddy the acting could be cruddy i will immediately check out if the sound is bad because it's the first thing you notice even if you never really think about it yeah, it's true. So how how does and I didn't necessarily mean to imply we should sound like the TV reporters, you know, I mean, I used to be in TV and mostly newspapers, but also there was a TV station attached to it. And they kind of have that cadence, right? Yeah, reporting live from Marion, <laughs> Iowa, you know, you know, like that's, that's, I'm not saying anybody should talk like that, quite frankly, uh, be yourself. But um, at the end of the day, we don't like to listen to everybody, right? We don't like everybody's tone of voice, even when it's their nice tone of voice or, or, or whatever, or sound of their voice. How, what's the definition of good sound? How does it, like, what's, like, how do you define that? How do we know we have good sound or good audio, I guess? Um, I would say that one one way you know is, uh, it sounds like you're not, you're not working at listening to what it is. You're not going, Oh my God, I hear all the cars. I hear all this. I hear the wind. It sounds like you're in the same room with somebody. That's 
first off, you know, even on the telephone, you're you're used to sort of the down downgraded quality of talking on the phone. But if there's somebody by traffic, if there's somebody out in the wind, you immediately go, oh, this is not good. With how much technology and how, you know, microphones and stuff are now, it's much more noticeable when something is bad versus when it's good. Because there is there is a level of um, acceptance or, you know, if you've never eaten a pizza before and you have uh, not a great pizza, you'll think it's amazing. And then you go eat a great pizza and you're like, oh, I just figured out why that first pizza, that first pizza wasn't good. Same thing with sound. Because there are so many people that are bringing it higher and higher and higher into, into sort of that field, you notice when the sound is off. And I'm not saying you have to go, you know, have a recording studio uh, and, you know, it has to be absolutely perfect sound, but it does have to sound like you're at least trying. You don't want people to focus on the sound when you're talking. They want you want them to focus on what you're saying. It's it's very true. And you know what? Um, I, I used to create really decent sounding audio podcasts from conferences with just an iPhone, right? Because the iPhone only picks up mostly whatever is right in front of it. Right. Um, so it actually worked pretty well. Now, when people stopped talking, it got a little louder. But for the most part, it actually worked. Now, today... Um, I do have a little bit of a studio here. You know, I got a better mic. I got sound panels up on the walls and the ceiling now. So maybe I'm going overboard just a little bit to make it sound good. Um, but, you know, you can add those different tools and uh, products to the mix. Now, you produce serialized audio stories. Tell us about that. How does that look in your scenario? And then how can businesses use serialized audio for them. So, I mean, think, you know, like a, like a company that's yeah. using storytelling. So what it looks like for us really is it's like a TV show. So we take the best quality audio we can, and then we modify it to make it feel like we're outside to, you know, um, our current show is called Carcerum. It's an action fantasy show. We have monsters, we have sword fights, um, we have uh, perspectives. So we'll have our main character and then we'll have somebody else very far away. So we use sound to build an entire environment. And our one of our main jobs is to make it so the listener thinks that everybody's in the same space. So it's very important that the qualities of audio recording are not different. My main job is to make people think they're all recording together out in the field fighting with swords. We want it to uh, bring forth the pictures of a movie, a book. Um, and we don't want you to have to focus on the sound. Everything is sort of subconscious. You see these images without really going, oh, I just realized there were seven footsteps there and a wind and he hit a tree. And it's whatever comes into your mind to trust your audience. So that's what we do. And it's very important. There's a million different styles of, of storytelling audio. It could be somebody reading a book. It could be just people sort of doing a reading of a, of a script um, that doesn't have as much of a immersive feel as we do, but it's, it's incredibly useful because if you're 
in the business of storytelling or you want to get something out to an audience, you can make it a lot more engaging and a lot more entertaining and get your point out and point across if it's not just somebody talking that you can zone out. Think of think of your favorite class in college or, or high school or middle school. It was always the one where the teacher could engage in with you, tell stories, mm -hmm. you know, a history teacher that can like really like tell you everything that the Greeks were doing at this time was so much more interesting and you paid so much more attention than someone just sort of lecturing and drowning on and on. It could be the exact same information. But if you can engage your audience, engage your listeners, engage whoever you, you're trying to reach. Um, and with sound, again, you have much more of an emotional connection right away. So if that emotional connection is boredom, that's what they're going to feel. If you can get grab excitement, then, then uh, you know, the world's opening up to you. So it is incredibly important. What's interesting about some of the comments on you didn't hear the seven steps or you didn't focus on the seven steps. You certainly heard them on the audio track. Um, but, you know, on, on, on TikTok, we're talking about TikTok quite a bit today. But on TikTok, we have everybody doing videos on everything. So now you have audio creators, right? They they create, they show you how they create the sound for the seven steps or or for a movie too, right? Because it has to match the actual video right um so it's interesting you start thinking about it but i've never i don't think i've ever had to listen to anything that was so bad that i thought oh my god those seven steps sounded horrible now so that's good i guess yeah um, how can businesses use some of these techniques to tell their stories better i mean we have businesses blogging we have businesses um, doing newsletters we have businesses bothering us nonstop about did you get my email what is the kind of thing that people can do uh, when it comes to audio storytelling? What Do you have any ideas? There's a number of different ways. And I've talked to to different companies. And again, it, it depends on what your company does, what your brand is, what... Um, I mean, there are numerous companies that have intellectual properties. And I am somebody who believes that... Um, People are always looking for the movie, the TV show, for that kind of intellectual property or or the the next uh, you know thing. You can use audio to grow your IP in numerous ways. Um, let's say you're a uh, you know you're you're a major a toy manufacturer. You can make an audio series, a fictionalized audio series about your toy that engages with your audience. It's a standalone thing on its own, so it's just a really great story, but you're you're basically doing product placement for your product. You could do the exact same thing with a retail store. You could do the exact same thing with, you know, a, a major advertising company. If you're looking for ways to branch out and go, well, get more people involved in what we're doing, you can do it that way um, and make... Um, uh, you know, a weekly show for a lot less money than something else. If you're just trying to reach out to investors or, or your, your, um, if you're a publicly traded company, um, your stockholders, you can actually create small audio updates in a, in a fun way, um, to even if they're like three to five minutes long, 
because it's it's something that that they can listen to in their car they can listen to while they're brushing their teeth in the morning you can give these small updates and it's not something they have to read it's not something that they have to really sit down and focus on it's something that they can have and they can stay up to date with your whatever you're doing if you make videos that can be good too but again they're going to have to watch it they're going to feel like they have to watch it if you're on youtube and you click on a video you can't do anything else with your phone you can't put it on your phone and blast it through your speakers and have your text messages come in if you put something out as a podcast or as as on tiktok or anything like that they can scroll through these things and get all of your company's updates very, very quickly and less expensively, and it's faster for you to make them than any of the other things, you know, to, to do. If you make a blog, they have to sit down and read it. They may do it on the toilet, but they have to actually focus and pay attention to it. This up, you know, automatically download this audio to your phone. You make it into a, you know, a 1920s newsreel. La, 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 la. Here's the update on our company. It's a little bit more entertaining. They get all the information and you actually reach out to all of your people. These are just a few examples of how you could how you can utilize audio. You can also do an internal podcast. Of course, we had, um, I don't remember his name now, Blueberry's CEO on the show. They actually offer internal podcasting, which is interesting because I always have thought about podcasting as an external um, marketing tool or you know whatever, but you can yeah. do it internally as well. I do struggle, Shane, just a little bit with the length. So I, I, I'm just, as you were talking about length, um, I do listen to a couple of new shows in the morning that are super quick. And I think they're almost too quick, right? It's like, hold on, what did they just yeah. say? What? It's like five minutes, but they just kind of rattle through the news. And if you don't, if you kind of zone out for a minute, you miss it. Then I also yeah. listen to some sports talk show people who just go on and on and on and on and on and on, which on the other hand, like you miss a minute, you'll you'll be fine. You survive, right? You can. But still your brains can zone in. out, and you not even realize it. Right. So, what's like that right length? Is it for, or is it? Does it depend on your audience? I think it a hundred percent depends on your audience. Um, the 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 news shows that are five minutes long, they're designed for those those quick things. Somebody going, I don't have time for anything. Just give me the the highlights, and I'll go back and look up something later if I want to. Um, I think they're, you know, our shows, again, it's a fictionalized thing, 120 actors in the first season, sound effects. We have ours around 20 minutes long, but it, I designed it that way because the average drive time in the U.S. is about 15 minutes. So people commuting to work have time to listen to this thing. Um, and we always want them to want more we they to to continue the story you know you leave them on a cliffhanger or whatever they want the next week they want to go and they want to binge this thing they can't stop listening um for if you just want your clients or your your stockholders or something to just interact with you and then go you know remember we're still here we're working hard these are the updates from the week you know you don't need it very long two minutes three minutes just going, hey, here it is. You know, if you want more information, then you can go to our longer blog. You can reach out to us, whatever. If you, it, it really depends on what your goal with the audio is. It it really wants to be that. 
It's always about the goal, no doubt. So let's talk about, I want to talk about a couple other things here. One is distribution. Let's circle back to that one. And then the other one is a cliffhanger. So first of all, you got to get people to come to your show, right? Right. And then, yes, how do we create good cliffhangers? I mean, and I don't know. I mean, sometimes cliffhangers on TV just, I mean, they just upset me. Now I got to wait a week. <laughs> right. Um, why is this not available as a binge, binge um, episode or whatever? You know, I can watch a bunch at one time. Um, so how do we create a good cliffhanger that actually will have people want to come back? Well, I will say a good cliffhanger is always going to upset you. It's it's just the nature of it. Uh <laughs> Because because that's the point of it. They want you to go, hey, you got to come back next week. If if it ended and you're like, oh, I, I don't really care what happens later, then why are you going to come back and engage? Um, what was the other question? <laughs> I've already forgotten. I think that um, was the main question. That how was the we, main thing. How do we, well, how that do, was more of a comment, but how do yeah. we create a good cliffhanger right how do we and then of course i think now since i'm talking about it again what 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 makes me wonder too is people have to remember it right i mean i remember oh i wonder what's going to happen to right. to rachel on friends next week but there wasn't five thousand other channels that were pulling right. me you know at that time that was like the 90s or whatever so how do we create a good cliffhanger so if you're talking entertainment versus, you know, a company that's doing an internal thing that just, you know, you're, you're for your employees or, or the stockholders or something, it's a little bit different because with the one nice thing about a podcast versus a TV show is you can subscribe. So you get a notification and you get, you know, it downloads automatically to your phone if you want. Um, and then you can listen to it when when you have a a moment um but you you really do create a cliffhanger by i i i think one way to do it is that if you're telling a story you end on something where the characters in the story are just as surprised as you are just as like uh you know what happens the next day you you're setting things up so the audience is feeling what the characters are feeling that's a great way to to have a cliffhanger so all of a sudden something shows up and the character's like what and then you cut and the audience is like what um that's that's uh, a one way to do it and you can do the same thing with uh with updates to your company it's like hey here's what we're gonna do this week we're really excited to find out how this works. So next week, people have to come and go, how did it work? Because the audience doesn't and know. The characters don't know. So I think the trick is there, what you just said, for, for the business life, is you have to tell the story as it's happening. Because otherwise, you can't create the cliffhanger, right? So you can say, hey, we're going to try to do the business storytelling podcast in the metaverse. Shane, you're going to be the first guest Right. And then next week, I can tell you how it didn't work and we didn't have any legs and <laughs> spatial audio made us sound horrible when we weren't right near each other. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So well, that's and, the reason you have to tell it in the moment. And I will say that businesses now are a lot, you know, in the 70s, 80s, um, it was very professional. It was very everybody's in suits. And, you know, there is no question that we know what we're doing and such like that. But now with entrepreneurs, with, you know, with 
even Apple and you know Facebook and all these things, they're not in suits. They're they're people. And one of the biggest things to relate to your consumers is your relatability and your likability. And the way you get that is by at least making people think you're being genuine. And I, I think the best way to make people think you're being genuine is being genuine. So you say, hey, so we're really excited about this thing we're going to do. We're so passionate about it. Um, and, and we're going to try it and we're going to see what. So everybody's coming with you on this journey. And anybody that's an entrepreneur, entertainment, all these things will tell you, I think, um, that when somebody invests in your company, more than that, they're investing in you. If somebody says, great, I'm going to give you $100,000 for to, to start your company or whatnot, what the company does is important, but they're also looking at you going, are you going to give up on this if you've hit rocky terrain? How long have you been working on this? Do I believe in you more than the company? And sharing nowadays with the the troubles that you're having and the successes you're having and allowing others to, to share in that entire journey is incredibly important. And I think that's how you connect with people is the, is that, that interaction and that, that uh, camaraderie with your audience. So they feel they're in it with you, whether they're an entertainment audience or your business. It's I kind of liken the example to the NFL is my soap opera. You know, you don't know what's yeah. going to happen next, whether it's on the field or off the field or whatever. Like, you know, we don't know until it happens. So the cliffhanger is always there. And of course, you know, there's no final episode typically. In the and last it's a shared experience. It, it is a share. Well, sometimes and sometimes, yeah. you know, some people are getting more upset than others. In the last 20 seconds here, distribution. Obviously, you can do a podcast on podcast right. channels. What else? So distribution has changed a lot because you can put it out anywhere. A lot of people aren't looking for distribution. They're looking for someone to throw in ad dollars and for uh, visibility. So um, distribution you can have. You know, if, if you don't need to be on a TV network uh, or anything like that, but if you want to partner with someone with a bigger who have more eyes and, and things on you, that's what you got to look for. Absolutely. Certainly distribution has changed quite a bit, as we can see with live streams and podcasts. Shane, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for the great chat. And our audio, I think, was fantastic. Today. So <laughs> I hope so. Big win as well. All right. Thanks for joining us. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.